We now move into putting everything together this semester, our risk, our return, our uh, understanding of securities, and our understanding of the motivation of investors when we look into portfolio management. So the portfolio management process is often broken down into four dis distinct stages. The first is where we design objectives, so we investment objectives. So we set out what it exactly is that we're trying to do when we create our portfolio and what the parameters under which we're going to create that portfolio will be. The second thing we look at is developing the mix developing the asset mix which comes out of the objectives uh, uh, stated in our when we design this so what is it that we want to do what are our constraints and then we develop the assets that we want from there the third part of the portfolio is we need to constantly be monitoring what is going on in the portfolio and we also need to spell monitor correctly we need to be monitoring what's going on with the individual and with the other uh, exterior circumstances and then the last thing that we do is we make sure that we're meeting our goals and we adjust our portfolio based on the measurements that we've determined are appropriate for our goals. So Machin and Tuttle are the ones who described this process. So I just want to make sure we got our their name there. Machin and Tuttle described this four-step step process. So we're going to go over each of these steps in a little bit more detail. Designing and uh, designing our objectives. So within that, we do two things. First, specify and quantify. So what we want to do is we need to find out about uh, our investor uh, at this point. So we need to find out things such as what are their preferences? So what are what's their risk level like? What do they have things that they like to invest in specifically? Um, I'm just going to move this over here a little bit. Um, what constraints do they have? So that may include things such as tax. What is their risk tolerance? So to like individuals may have different levels of risk tolerance and a different ability to bear risk. So we've got to remember that this risk tolerance is different from the risk bearing risk, although be able to ability to bear risk is important. And we need to find out what their expectations are. Once we have all of that information, then we can move on to our second stage of the design process where we create policies and strategies. So we determine how we're going to invest the money in any sort of active strategies 
we might want to take place, sort of goals for the portfolio. We'll state those explicitly, and we state explicitly how we're going to invest in order to meet those goals. Once we've done that, then we've got to go and actually and, and actually go do this. So in our second stage right here then, so this is where number two begins, we're going to develop the asset mix and we're going to implement the asset mix. So we'll have determined in here what it is that we're trying to accomplish and in here we're using the tools or taking the tools that we have to figure to figure out how we're going to accomplish that and then actually go and buy the securities. So once we've done that and we've determined um, our job as the advisor is to, of course, look out for the client, and we must ke always keep in mind what we refer to as the prudent man rule. So it's easy to get distracted with conflicts of inter interest, creating an asset mix that doesn't fit the client but fits uh, our objectives um, and we have to have to sort of act as their uh, act in the best interest of the client so now that we've got this established the next processes are actually sort of simultaneously happen. So three, in number three, we're going to monitor a couple of things. And the first thing we're going to monitor is the individual. So how are their circumstances changing? And what is that going to mean for our asset mix? So we sort of take that in mind with what we establish from the policies and strategies and that will sort of tell us how we go forward or perhaps we even need to change this or this. So we've got to monitor the individual. We also need to monitor markets and economic circumstances. So this may be, this may reflect monitoring markets, especially if you have an active strategy may determine what we're going to change in here based on the policies that we've set out before. The last thing, of course, that we're doing as we're doing at the same time is we're asking, constantly asking the question, how are we attaining the goals the, the investor wants? So are we doing what it is, are we getting them towards the goals and objectives they hope to have, and are we doing that within the scope, so I should put a little four here, are we doing that within the scope of capital markets and what's been happening there? So are we, could we be um, accomplishing the goals that we want given what's going on in capital markets and any other relevant considerations. I need to spell that correctly there, so excuse me. Oh, it's not going to let me do it. Relevant So whatever other relevant considerations may 
be going on. It may be political or otherwise. Are we attaining the goals and are we measuring up to capital markets? So if we, for example, have a growth goal and we're attaining that, say, 5% goal, when we look at what else is happening in capital markets, were we obtaining that 5% goal by taking too much risk or not enough risk? So these tend to be four, three, tend to filter back into two, and we constantly adjust. These are the four steps of our process.